Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with my good friends Scott and Ed. Hello. Yo. Our guest today is the honorable and distinguished Francis Richard Connolly, the mastermind behind one of the most viewed and censored documentaries of all time, JFK to 9-11, Everything is a Rich Man's Trick. Francis, welcome back. Hello, my friends. It's great to see you again. You all look so well as well. It's great to see you. Oh, it's such an honor Wonderful to have you back. Wonderful to see it's you as well. All ours. We're so excited yes. to be with you again. Yeah, I think we first connected. Like, gosh, it was it was twenty twenty, and you were definitely one of the first interviews that we had on the show. It's like, true. It was, uh, literally one of the first uh, experiences we had with interacting or or having a discussion with somebody who you know I've always looked up to, and yeah. and since then we've always uh and we've always looked up to. You know what I mean? And and it's just I've been in this realm for so long, and I've seen your movie so many times, and I've shared your movie so many times. It's just like, and it was so surreal to actually sit down and talk to you. And so now here we are, you know, we're, we're on this whole crazy path since we last talked, Francis, like it's been a whole deal. Um, and, and, but yet, you know, it's only, things have just gotten worse in the world, really, since the last time we talked, like we were, we were talking solutions, we were talking. I think there's, there's been uh, a great awakening yes. while there's, yes. uh, the, the boot coming down at the okay, same yeah, time. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 you know, we talk about that a lot. It's like this divergent path, like the more insanity, the more positivity you know it's like this weird well yeah i mean it's cut both ways my friends yeah. yes i i agree that in some ways it may seem I, certainly it seems even more crazy mm-hmm. i certainly agree with that it, it it seems to become more insane every day and facebook reflects that i mean I, on, on facebook i've noticed below my column there's more and more and more people i mean I, i'm sure you've seen them but people saying oh you know if the world gets any more insane i'm leaving it you know they have <laughs> yeah. some, some funny picture you know of if, if, if somebody with a lampshade over their head or something to protect them from covid or some <laughs> stupid thing <laughs> you know it, it it does make you wonder how much more insane the world can get but as we know Islane got convicted, so yes. we've got, you know we've got a, a, a lot to to get through today. I yes. think, my friends, it would be a very good idea, however, if I start rather than by asking answering a question. Yes, because your audience is growing bigger and bigger and bigger, and by God, do they need to know this? Okay, and, this, and the thing is that there are a lot of YouTube videos out there now, and there's so much information being passed around. I think an awful lot of people might look at this this evening and say to themselves, okay, I'm sure these are beautiful people and they're doing a really good thing. And, you know, they've got Francis Richard Conley on the show, but but really, really, do I need to watch this? Am I going to learn anything new? Mm. Am I going to learn anything important? So (laughs) bearing in mind what's been happening in just the last few days and even in the last hours, there's something that I'd better make as, as crystal clear as I can to your audience because as you know you know I sent you something that blew your minds in the last yes. 24 hours so to get into that I'd, I'd, I'd better say the following uh, there is in Germany a remarkable man called Dr. Rainer Fulmisch for anybody who wants to check this man out it's F-U-E-L-L-M-I-C-H, Dr. Rainer Fuhlmich. This man is a lawyer. He is a corporate lawyer. He has been taking on and he has been beating what he describes as some of the most corrupt corporations in the world, 
the top of which, interestingly, is the Deutsche Bank. And we all know who their favorite client yeah. is. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> For those who don't know what I'm talking about, because there are new people coming to this all the time, Donald Trump has been having rather a lot of issues with the Deutsche Bank and they with him. So it's very interesting that Rainer Fulmich describes them as the worst people that he deals with. He also says that Volkswagen and other such companies, you know, you know are equally corrupt. Now, why is this important? Over the last uh, few weeks, he uh, has been contacted by people who want him to look into the whole COVID scandal, as they call it. And he's been looking into this with a colleague. Her name is Viviane Fischer, which is, I think, F-I-S. C-H-E-R, that, that, that's the normal German, German spelling. It does mean Fisher. And um, what they've been finding is, well, few things blow my mind, as you know, <laughs> after investigating the Kennedy assassination. But this is pretty mind-blowing because everybody knows that this COVID-19 vaccine thing is, is going on. Most of the wise people have said, I'm having nothing to do with that. Or I should say all of the wise people have said, no way are they coming near me or my children with that needle. I think the more foolish people have, you know, especially the more ovine people have uh, gone along with it. And there are now a great deal, great many, I should say, arguments as to how much uh, damage the vaccine has been causing because there are always bad reactions to vaccines. Well, a few, it, no, it's not a, even a, it's not even a week, I don't think, uh, since Anna Brees had on her show a man called Sharman, Mike Sharman. This man used to be the head of Sky News. Mm. Then he went to the ITV, was the head of news there. I think he went back and forward between the two recently took retirement and did it in order to be able to be a whistleblower. He says that all of the journalists, all the mainstream journalists, all of them, doesn't matter which newspaper you work for, it doesn't matter which TV station you work for, it doesn't matter if you're on a radio station. If you're mainstream news and you're a journalist, you've been told, if you report any vaccine injuries, you're out the door. Mm. It's that simple. They've all been told you do not do it. And because of this, apparently tens of thousands, and he thinks possibly even hundreds of thousands, of vaccine deaths and vaccine injuries of the most serious kind, people, I mean, I've heard of people dying on the toilet with blood streaming out of their mouth. It's horrific, some of the stories I've heard. And these are just local stories that have been covered up. So... Against this background of so many people claiming that there are massive amounts of, of vaccine injuries and deaths, this man, Dr. Ryan Fulmish, has started the Corona Investigative Committee in Germany. Now, a lot of people may say, oh, is it a pity he doesn't speak English? He speaks English better than I do. Yeah, he speaks <laughs> wonderful English. I've heard him speak it, multiple times, yeah. 
Absolutely. He's, he, I mean, he's a wonderful speaker, isn't he? Uh, yeah. he he's, he's, he's one of the most impressive speakers. Mm. The reason being, he's actually got more of an American accent, I think, than, yeah. <clears throat> than a German accent. He, yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he, Scott? He, he sounds more uh, American because he has a farm, I think, in Northern California. Mm. Very brilliant man. And what he's saying is, and, and because this originally did, I wouldn't say confuse me a little, but I, do, I did remember thinking, you know, something here doesn't add up because I, I do have some knowledge of, of vac not only of vaccines, but only also of vaccine injury history. Do you know, I think I will add that to this anecdote. I don't want it to get too long, but I will add, add this. When I was at school in Wales, there was a vaccine scandal where parents were taking their young children to get what was then, I think, called the pertussis vaccine. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be against whooping cough. And immediately there were horrific reactions. Some children died. Some children were screaming, banging their heads against the wall. It was utterly horrific. Within days, it was all getting passed around. Oh, my God, don't take your child to that clinic. They're killing children. You know, this whooping cough actually don't go near. And just like that, the, the whole thing was, was knocked on the head. But this was after several children had died and a, a few more dozen had been injured. So the problem is that our great, glorious fascist leaders knew that this is the kind of thing that could happen if the COVID-19 vaccine was basically just the same, you see. So according to Dr. Rainer Fulbridge, he has had whistleblowers by the thousand, telling him that what is actually going on in COVID-19 centers is that people are being given placebos, not being given this experimental gene therapy, which is what the vaccine is, at all, and that the reason for this was to dupe the entire world to make people think that the vaccine was safe in order that as many people as possible could be murdered and injured. He's basing some of the things that he's saying, some, not all, on uh, the work of a Dr. Mike Eden Mm -hmm. who has got out a video that I've not even had the time to look at yet. That's why I feel a bit unprepared for this. And this is why I wanted to be so pedantic about this moment. But apparently there's a, a, a bit video called Compelling Evidence for Premeditated Mass Murder. Mm -hmm. And apparently this is all being written down. And on everybody's uh, patient card, People are recording whether they are having a placebo. Now, I do know myself what Lasix is. It's a saline solution. It's it's something that's given for edema in hospitals. When I was working in hospitals, I often had to... But when you see somebody in hospital, and everybody's seen this, where they have the, the big saggy bag and there's the, the drip that goes into the arm, that's 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 saline that's that, 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 or, or Lasix. Um, and if you just give an injection of it, you know, one little injection, it's pretty inert in the body. And as I say, this man is saying 
that this is in order to make a lot of people have known my reaction so they will tell their mates it's no problem i've had it didn't feel a thing so that more and more and more people will trust the governments in the meantime what they are actually trying to do is find the most lethal dose through experimentation on human beings so they can wipe out as many of us as possible yeah. Now, I know a lot of your viewers <clears throat> will be thinking, well, you know, FRC is obviously, obviously it's become too much and he's blown a fuse. <laughs> but if you go on BitChute, there is another video, which I you have now seen, my little friends, yep. of a very nice lady, a very terribly sweet lady, who has sat herself down in uh, Market Harborough Police Station in Leicestershire. It's not very far away from Leicester. It's pretty, pretty much in the middle of Britain. And she sat herself down and tried to make Police Constable Stephen Wynn, Stephen with a PH dot W-I-N-N at Leicestershire dot P-N-N .police.uk. That is, I'm sure, his email address. I tried to memorize it. But you can see the video. It is on mm -hmm. Bitchute. It's on Bitchute. Just put in vaccine crime investigations. She we, can is put a link, to, we can put a link to it in the show notes so people can reference it. So. Sure, Scott. Yeah. She is trying to convince this police officer, and she is saying to him, I have got 1,100 documents to give to you, which proves that this is going on. And she's already contacted Hammersmith CID. This is the Hammersmith Criminal Investigation Department in London. They have given her a crime number to start the proceedings, start the investigation. So it's like, oh, we're on our way. We're going to fight back against the establishment. So yours truly got in touch with North Yorkshire Police. On, yes, yesterday. No, I'm sorry. On I wrote to them on Thursday. I didn't expect a reply by now. Mm -hmm. They wrote back straight away with one of the most classic um, evasion letters you've ever mm -hmm. seen in your life. It basically, you know, trying to wring any meaning out of the words was pretty difficult. But basically, as I suspected, they don't want to know. What does this mean for your viewers? What I'd like to say to anybody out there in America who has been working or has at any time worked in a COVID-19 vaccination center of any kind is this. If you've been in a place like that, you've probably thought to yourself, Something's not right here. Something doesn't add up here. What, what, what is this? You may have not even known yourself, not even realized yourself that you were participating in the giving of placebos. That is very possible. So anybody working in a place like that right now, could you please do your utmost to gather evidence that this is going on? If you can 
I mean, the lady who sits down with PC Stephen Wynne says the police should be at this moment gathering up all the vials of vaccination as evidence and storing them in the police stations. And they should be taking all of the cards with all of the details of what all of the patients have had as evidence as well. As I say, I don't believe the, the police are, are going to do this. Now, let's be fair for a moment. <coughs> PC Wynn quite rightly says, well, I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything about this. And that's what I think the police will, as it were, plead that they will say, this is a matter for the government's chief scientists. It's their decision and not ours. However, if Dr. Fuelmich or anybody else can provide us and many other alternative media outlets with actual evidence that this is going on, and we can then pass it around all the police stations in America, all the police stations in Britain, that wouldn't be terribly difficult. They've all got a contact email. If we can do that, the police are then going to put themselves in a position, as this lady quite rightly says in this video, well, she lists, she, she reads out a list of crimes. Yep. It includes fraud, blackmail, conspiracy to murder, genocide, treason. Terrorism. It, 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 terrorism, every damn thing, Scott. It is absolutely mind-blowing to listen to. Now, are the police necessarily going to be, as it were, charged with that as things go along? I think that if the police do not investigate this, they will at the very least open themselves up to the charge of perverting the course of justice. And you can do 20 years for perverting the course of justice. Absolutely. So the police need to think very, very carefully about their next step. And by God, the politicians need to think very carefully about what they say next about this. I hope you don't mind me being so pedantic about that moment, but I didn't want to make a mistake. <laughs> Hey, everybody, we just want to take a moment and tell you how you can come and support the show. You start off at truthzilla.org. Everything is there, all the links to all of our video platforms and ways to support the show. So at the top, you'll see a button that says support the show, including Patreon and Subscribestar and all that stuff. So we have a new series that's uh, kicking off on Patreon and Subscribestar called Green Pilled. So all of you listening, you're all green pilled, right? You know, you have the red pill and the blue pill. Truzilla listeners, you're all green pilled. And so we're going to start a new series where we're diving into proven, declassified, conspiracy facts so join us over on patreon subscribe star for that also while you're on truezilla.org check out the shirt shop so right at the top click on shirts or go to truezilla.org forward slash shirts and you'll see a whole collection awesome shirts we got the world economic forum one we got the fauci gave us all aids shirt just our logo's pretty crisis great. logo we got the crisis actor one we got all of our great shirts on there and a whole world bunch more hell organization world hell organization so yes go to truezilla.org forward slash shirts for all that also, if you guys want some more premium Truthzilla content, you go to Rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash Truthzilla. Ed and I do the weekly Clown Town update where we dissect the crazy news of the week. Plus, it's the main spot to find all things Truthzilla, rockfin.com forward slash Truthzilla. And our sponsors of the show. So we have Truth TRS. Love TRS is a, TRS. oh, I love that TRS. It's a heavy metal detox spray that you just spray a few times 
spray in your mouth a few times a day and it absorbs all the heavy metals and environmental toxins that are in your body and flushes them out. You're going to feel way better, brain fog, yeah. autoimmune conditions. It's just a great product. We all use it and can't recommend it more, like highly enough. Yeah, it's so, fantastic. Yeah. TruthTRS.com to learn more about that. And our other sponsors are Cody, Cody. over Cody. at Cody's Crystals on Instagram at C-O-D-Y-S underscore crystals and Audis over at Modern Retro Radio, modernretroradio.com, modernretrofm.com, or on the TuneIn app. And finally, guys, if you can't financially support the show, which is awesome, just like, like share, share, and subscribe. We yeah, love just, that, please. Yeah, just tell a friend about it. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Yes. It really helps drive the algorithm out to the new new listeners and to really get the message out. So, all right, guys, back to the show. It's 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 shocking what's happening right now. You know, I feel like even it, like in a in a real world in the, in in, a, in you know, let's say we lived in a reality that actually had logic and reason mm-hmm. and some morals and ethics. At any sign of there being some problem, you know, we would want to have a, a just a, at least like a surface level cursory investigation, like a due diligence type of. Well, you know, okay, maybe they maybe twenty thousand deaths, even if it's not. Like entirely credible. Like let's look into it just a little bit. Maybe we just just do a teeny bit of investigating. That. Well, that's but none of it. None of it. It's absolutely none of it. Yeah. It's to the point where it's suppressed so bad and vilified to even question yeah. it. It's 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 like it's it's the the opposite. Where all these people that should be going to prison for these crimes are the ones that are criminalizing those who want to question it and hold them accountable. They know because they know. They know, they know. their resistance and their criminalization of the investigation yeah. itself in and of itself indicates that they know and they're scared to death of anybody finding out. Well, there's actually articles I've seen in the mainstream media that are coming out right now that are that are claiming that, that the vaccine injuries are due to the nocebo effect. Yeah, the nocebo effect. They're, yep. they're, they're yep. claiming that people, this is all in it's people's all in your head. head. Yep. Is, and that's why we're having these mass reactions, oh, right? Yeah. That they're, that, that's actually trying to put that out there. But I, I always reference That is crazy back. gaslighting. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the worst. But I mean, I mean, I always come back to like the, the sparse the spar scenario, right? Like, I, I do think that there is um, what they're doing right now because they're they're losing control of the narrative, right? Like, that right that, now that is there true. is so much yeah. uh, death and destruction that has happened right now that they yeah. are going to do the... Uh, the, the sacrificial lambs are going to be yeah. thrown in. I think your Tony Fauci's and people and, and maybe some of the heads of these media are going to, they're going to, they're, they're going to, they're going to be taken down in some degree. I don't think we'll see criminal charges. I think they're going to throw them in, into the fire so that, so that the rest of them can walk free, right? They're going to say these guys did it, but there, there won't be criminal charges. That's my, I mean, that's when they did the simulation and this was the John mm-hmm. Hopkins, uh, spars, did, spars mm-hmm. scenario that this, this is how, how it played out. And I, I think we're starting to see some of, some of the, the tide shifting a bit, right? So they are, they are definitely trying to walk their way back out of it and they're, they're inching their way and then starting to make, you know, just just make soft claims about some of the stuff we were talking about from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it seems like they're really just trying to cover cover uh, certainly, as, certainly. as they kind of tiptoe away and like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. 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 Scott, they're they're in a position where you would think that even the most perfunctory inquiry could get them off the hook mm-hmm. later on. So, I mean, what, what's to stop the police from just going down to your local COVID nineteen vaccination center? And saying, well, okay, what's going on? Let's take a few things away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to be able to say, well, we did we did something. It it, it you know at a, at a later date, that could could really make a, a difference. The thing is the police are always going to think of themselves, well, you know, we are the police. 
nobody's going to arrest us. And well, I think that the same thing that, that you told us about that's happening in the media is happening in the police. It's happening yeah. in the hospitals. It's yeah. it's you. If you go against this narrative, you're out. Right. And yeah. I, I, I think I mean, obviously, we've heard the same story with from within the hospitals. So yeah. I think I, I think it would be foolish to not think that the same thing's not happening at some level in the police departments. Yeah. And at this point, it may be to the point where it's maybe it's too late for a lot of them to go back. Like they have the dirt on them. They they compromised all these people, hospital officials, police officers, politicians. They've been compromised in the COVID scam to the point where they have enough dirt on them. It's like, you better not talk or we'll show you how you took all this money or you're, you've are you been – we have all this yeah. evidence that you knew about this all along and you'll be the first one to get burnt. Yeah. So yeah. they've kind of backed themselves into a corner, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it said, you know, as we know, blackmail is the tool of the trade. <laughs> so is, is it not? Yeah. Oh man. So I I kind of want to uh, come back to one of the things you brought up the pertussis vaccine, which yeah. which uh, is is actually the, the DPT vaccine, the diphtheria yeah, the DPT, pertussis. Uh, you, you obviously know a lot about this. Ed. Good yeah. good for you. I, 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 I'm always a bit afraid to um, complicate this too too much. Um, I think I think this really uh, though this. This, how the industry has used this specific vaccine applies so much to what we're seeing right now, right? Because, because yes. yes. this vaccine, it was a known killer, right? And they yes. really tried to hide it. And I, I don't know the whole story of how it played out in the UK, but I know in here in America, it was the one, and this is back when the mainstream media actually would report on vaccine injury and they but would I'd acknowledge mention, that things I'd happened. I better mention that this, for me, it really is sort of old turf because I first started hearing about Dr. Andrew Wakefield, yep. who'll be a very, yeah, I mean, you, yes. you've heard of him and the, and the whole thing. But I started hearing about that for the first time more than 25 years ago. Yeah. And I read, I read all the books and all the people who I knew um, who were involved in, in the uh, medical world, particularly in the alternative medical world, the, the best scientists who, who I know, they all said, you know, this is a, it's a scandal. It really is going on. This man has been pilloried because, as ever, he's trying to reveal a, a really important truth. And something that I remembered thinking at the time, because it confused a, a, a lot of doctors. I, I remember one saying that he couldn't get over how swiftly, I think the way he said it was that it, it amazes me how swiftly the ranks close the moment that you want to say always a, a vaccine's a good idea. Yeah. They, they just drop the hammer on you. And, and why is that? Yes, there's a lot of money to be made out of vaccines, but is that the only part of it? What I believe we've, through having seen this whole thing with the, the COVID uh, vaccines, is that, you know, the people who are against, that we're up against, I beg your pardon, are all about power. Yeah. And I think that what they realized at that time was well okay you know we've killed a lot of children we've hurt a lot of children we've got all these grieving mothers and yet it's not as if we've had a, a major rebellion it's not as if we've had a revolution because of it so this gives us power we're in a position now where we can say right boom the whole world has got to have a needle stuck in its arm that means that if, if at some future date we want to wipe out half the population of the world or three quarters of the population of the world because it's become inconvenient, mm -hmm. then we can do it. Well, that was how they were thinking in the 60s, you see. And in between times, we've had a population growth that's gone from about 
about one and three quarter you know, billion people on the planet to seven billion. It, it's accelerated a hell of a lot quicker than I think that anyone ever imagined. And in between, we've had Prince Philip saying, oh, you know, I'd like to come back as a virus and yeah. wipe out all the useless food eaters. And now it seems they're trying to give him his dying wish. Your viewers need to know this. They really do. Yeah. So I have a question, um, Francis, because I know that you have done extensive work on, obviously, the assassination of, assassination of John F. Kennedy. Um, and it just seems like and it's something that's always perplexed me. So it, see, it feels like, you know, the deep state, the whatever, whatever you want to call them, that was their tool to trade back in, you know, the 50s and 60s. And as we all know, like it's still as far as like foreign policy, like that's still something that goes on quite a bit, you know, executions, assassinations. But it seemed like there was a rash of assassinations there for a while here in the United States. And it seemed all to be politically motivated. It seemed to all be, um, you know, people that were going against the narrative, obviously the Kennedy brothers and, and you know, Martin King, King and then just, you know, on and on, John Lennon even, you know, all, all, yeah, all the exactly. like very blatant assassinations. But then all of a sudden it seems like they kind of they shifted and they just kind of like decided, okay, this is not working. This is not a winning strategy. We cannot keep going with this. And then as we see now, it feels like the whole thing kind of shifted towards more of a blackmail model. Would you say that that's fair to say? And and if so, what would you say is like kind of the sh- what was the shift in all that? Well, I think you, you've, uh, you know, you've spelled it out beautifully, Scott. That, and, 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 you know, I, I hope a lot of people appreciate the way you've just elucidated that. That's, that's quite superb. Um, wh- why has it changed? The thing is, you're quite right that <clears throat> they, the reaction to the Kennedy assassinations was so overwhelming. The public knew that some of it didn't fit. They didn't know exactly how it was done. And that was why I made my movie and, and wrote my book. But, you know, the, the, even getting on to the end of the 80s, even into the 90s, they were having, you know, polls and asking people, you know, asking Americans like yourselves, good Americans like yourselves, what do you really think went down with the Kennedy assassination? And they were all turning up. Come on. It was the CIA. We don't know how they did it. We don't know why they did it. We, we may not be in, in form, but it seems to us like it must have been the, the, the CIA. And I think that, you know, the more intelligent ones like yourselves, the people who were literate, realized that there was some, you know, something, some element of organized crime in it as well. That was why I, I was never prepared to let this thing go. I had to, I had to, to know the truth. So once they'd realized that these brutal blatant, as you say, as with John Lennon, these brutal assassinations were simply waking the public up more and more and more, and they realized they had to find another way. That was when really, I, I, would, I would say the next phase, I would call it the Sherman Skolnick phase, hmm. because Sherman Skolnick realized that they, instead of using brutal methods, just like shooting a man to death on the street, that um, this wonderful man who was in a wheelchair, he was, he was an invalid, and, and yet he fought like a tiger to the very end uh, for, for freedom and, and, and for what was right. He realized that they were starting to use methods like plane crashes and that that was how they, you know, they murdered JFK's son. Yep. That was, you know, th- this was the kind of uh, thing that they did. Um, moving into modern day, yes, absolutely, Scott, that, you know, as I've said earlier, and you you three understand this perfectly now, that it's all about ruling class power. It's all about them owning people, controlling people, controlling the world, controlling every business in the world, controlling how much money you can have, I can have, any everyone can have. It's all 
about power. And that is how, and you know, you've moved this on beautifully into what we're going to, you know, talk about with the Grizzly and Maxwell trial. Um, that, that 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 this whole thing is is a, is about blackmail now, um, and and that, and that these people. And recently, I, I can't really remember where I, I read it, but um, some American politician was saying that you know we shouldn't be naive about American politics because we all know really that blackmail is part of our system. That's it's it's integrated into everything that we do it, it 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 that's what it is it's it's all about blackmail it's all about control and that is what has led to this situation with the uh the the, the child abuse something i did find fascinating about fuelmish was that because again i think that your your audience would would find this um this interesting uh and and important was that um it, it was just so gratifying to have him using the kind of language and, and the kind of rhetoric that I tend to use because he says of himself that he's realized over the last sort of 18 months that there is this infiltration that was the word that, that he used of our societies by this global fascist elite into everything and one of the things he pointed out was that um, Emmanuel Macron and uh, Justin Trudeau and Angela Merkel, um, that, they, that they are very much uh, an example of that. That, that he, he calls them the young global leaders sect. I mean, I don't know if it, most people in Britain certainly are not aware of, of what uh, Justin Trudeau is like, but really, he's just a boy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's just a child, for God's sake. They've got all these kids who they have made into the next generation of global leaders and they are sitting there as puppets completely controlled by the money bags and and it was very gratifying that you know to see uh, dr fulmich realizing this um and he also has woken up to the fact that you know most of the control comes from satanic uh, child abuse and that is what has led to what we're going to talk about next. And how would you like to talk? Where would you like to start? Where do we start with well, the, the uh, with Gislaine? Well, one of the things that comes to mind, you know, when you talk about the media being controlled, you know, we can go back to <clears throat> the <clears throat> instance of like, um, you know, the BBC was like pretty much flat-footed when they were. Uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? The 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 top of the pops. Jimmy uh, Savile, yeah, I know, I know. Jimmy Savile, yeah. I know why it is, though, Scott. We have to remember so many names these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I blanked out the other, the other day, and, and I, I couldn't uh, remember some important, important name. And I thought, I thought yeah. exactly the same thing. Why exactly. are you blanking out on that name? So, but it's, <laughs> exactly. it's so, just so, it, it's got so huge. It's it a long really has. list. So it's, it's cases <laughs> a long like... a list, Megan, a long list. It's cases like the the Jimmy Savile situation where it's, you know, after his death, then it all comes out that, yes, the BBC was running cover for him, you know, and we know how deep and entrenched he was in all of this and probably yes. it was very instrumental in the global uh, phenomenon of, you know, this industrial level child trafficking and then the normalization of it and the infiltration of it into the power structure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know Britain and not no disrespect, but it's like it just for my research, it's just like, you know, the United States as well. But Britain just has like a, probably an obscene amount of, of not only child trafficking issues, but like, you know, the, the institutional cover ups, like it almost seems like 
in a lot of ways, like these institutions literally only exist to cover up child trafficking in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like it seems like that is it, you know, that's a very dark realization to get to. And in America, I mean, look at what happened with Epstein the first time. Yeah. Right? And, like and that's we what I was going to say too. 18 months of, of house arrest is what yeah. he got. Right? Exactly. That's what like, I was going to say too. Like you keep, like if <laughs> any Joe Schmo on the street that's caught with like, you know, any sort of. Anything like you know, you get multiple year sentences, but this guy because he's a position of power and 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 obviously has dirt connected, on people yeah. connected, and and then you know we also saw as the Jeffrey Epstein story came to light, like ABC News run by Disney was also covering up yeah. stories about Jeffrey Epstein, you know, yeah. so so we know for a fact that these institutions, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, these institutions, ABC, BBC, these federal governments, they only exist to cover up the exploitation, trafficking, and murdering of children. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs> That's just it. That's it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's really a, a sad state of affairs. But and of course, now that their whole credibility and their mere existence is being threatened because we've kind of exposed them for the, the hypocrites that they are using the whole COVID thing. You know, now they're now they're freaked out. And now they're like, oh, my God, where are we going to get our kids? That's the only thing they're worried about. That's the only thing they're worried about right now. <laughs> it's like we're like <laughs> they're bringing them over the border as fast as they can. Yeah, they really are doing that, you know, and, and save it Europe, too. Like it's the same situation everywhere. So. All that to say, okay, so now the forefront of all this, right, what we're kind of seeing right now with the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff, and like, Ed, you were kind of talking about your attempt to do some research before the show, right? <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's not much yeah. that, that I've been able to dig up. Obviously, she was convicted on five of six counts. Um, we haven't heard the the sentencing yet at this point. Um, but it what, what happened, the, the big thing that is no surprise to any of us is that no one else is incriminated in this case, right? Mm-hmm. We, exactly. We've limited it to she's the bad guy and we're going to throw her under the bus and then everyone she's connected to, everyone on the flight logs, they were okay, right? And that, that's they, it's, they it's no surprise. Yeah. But even though it was after he was convicted, they had no idea. They were just, um, you know. Yeah. yeah. So the thing, is, the thing is, something again, you know, I always try to aim this at, at making it something that you, your audience can connect with that that, that is important. <laughs> The way that the trial has gone, I've almost felt like they were trying to help me sell books. Because, <laughs> well, it really has been like that, my friends, because, you know, I said in black and white before the damn thing, you know, even began, that what they were going to do was was basically it was this. They, they, <laughs> they were going to make it this small they were going to compress the thing they were going to narrow the focus because as you've just rightly said that was how this whole thing started with alex acosta mm-hmm. you had a situation where they were saying that i mean the the word used was a train of little girls yeah. that was how it was described that it was almost like they were shuttled through yeah. the epstein mansion one after another thousands of them yes. and yet what does Alex Acosta do when he's told to deal with it by Trump? He says, OK, no problem. One. One girl, one count. If that, I mean, it is the most barefaced, horrific <laughs> corruption at the very top. It is absolutely staggering that he was allowed to get away with that at any stage. But that was the most basic thing that they did was that they said, OK, we've got a problem here, Beep. one little girl, one slap on the wrist, as you say, the biggest farce of a, uh, of, of a prison sentence of all time. He's going home, for God's sake. He's doing his office. 
you know, he still had girlfriends visiting him. As far, you know, a lot of people think, and I think it's probably almost certain, that he was still doing the child abuse when he was supposed to be doing his, his, his sentence. It was absolutely ridiculous. So then we get to the stage where, apparently, Ghislaine Maxwell is now on trial. <clears throat> the very first thing, and I, I want to give this to your viewers, verbatim, because this was what I predicted, absolutely predicted this in my book. And this is exactly what she said, word for word. Alison J. Nathan, as the trial is about to start, she says, the trial must focus exclusively upon Ghislaine Maxwell's alleged sex trafficking and nothing else full stop. And I want to make it absolutely clear to your viewers, truth tellers, that that's not me saying the full stop mm -hmm. bit. That is Ghislaine Maxwell. That, I'm not saying there was a full stop there. That was the words of the judge. It must be about the alleged sex trafficking and nothing else full stop. That, was, mm -hmm. that is a verbatim quote from the judge. Yeah. Therefore, bearing in mind that Alex Acosta said, oh, I was told to just leave it alone because Jeffrey mm -hmm. Epstein belonged to intelligence. Yeah, yeah. He told the world that this was the CIA. And then Alison J. Nathan came along and said, the government's motivations cannot even be discussed. So from the very beginning, the trial was never allowed to be about what it should have been about. To this day, mm -hmm. people are still saying, well, where did Epstein get the money? How on the hell could he have done this? A few days ago, I was checking out just wondered myself, and you know, I I can now put it to your audience, and I can even put it to you. I wonder what your audience thinks it would cost them to fly by private plane one way from where you live to London. Megan, as you've been so quiet so far. <coughs> How much would you, bearing in mind today, you could, you could probably get on a plane now and come and see me for what, $300, $400 maybe at the most? I'll have to get vaccinated and wear three masks though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How much would you have thought if you wanted to go to your local airport? What's the nearest big airport? Portland? Portland. Yeah. If you were to go to Portland and say, okay, I want to go and see Francis in England. I want to talk to him. I want to meet him. I'm going to fly to Manchester, but I'm going to really do it first class this time. I'm going to take it, take it by private jet. Just one way. How much? Private jet first class? I would think like three or $4,000? Question try, mark? Try. You can tell I've never fl flown in first class. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been on the Lolita Express, Megan? No. Good. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Not even on the Lolita Express. Yeah. Try $100,000. Wow. Oh my gosh. $100,000. Now, just in the last few days, this is why this has been so difficult to keep up with. We've heard this thing that Ghislaine Maxwell no, wants to, no longer wants to protect or something like that. Um, a, a specific eight men who she says, it, uh, you know, it's, it's moved on too far. I'm not bothered anymore. Those eight names, if they come out, you know, with the unsealing of the next de deposition, it doesn't matter. 
And at the same time, we learn that Virginia Roberts was Jane Doe number 102. Mm. She was number 102. And these men were said to be number 55, 66, 77, 78, 79, and then all up to 151. Mm. Now, if you've got numbers like that, you're bound to think, well, are we looking at 951? Could there be a 2,951? If you've got those kind of numbers, we're certainly talking about one hell of a lot of people. And in the world today, there are 2,700 billionaires. Hmm. Now, check that out as well. So, therefore, you have to think about this. Every single time that they fly a girl like Virginia Roberts, just one way across the Atlantic, you're spending £100,000. If you do that with a 1,000 girls a day, you're into the millions in one day. And you're telling me that the 30 million that Jeffrey Epstein apparently gave to Ghislaine to run this operation is going to cover that for 10, 15 years? That is absolutely ridiculous. I personally think, and I'm perfectly serious about this, that about $25 billion, I think, between 25 and even possibly as much as $50 billion is being spent every single year by the oligarchs on sex trafficking of little girls and boys yeah. mm-hmm. to these evil people. I honestly believe that's the kind of thing. And, and what we've seen with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is just the, the, the tip of this oh. horrific, dirty iceberg. There's no question about it. There's absolutely no question about it. And then... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I just my my mind always goes back to the questions that, you know, the obvious questions that aren't being asked that are always just forefront in my mind is one little girl is being passed around to let's just assume it was to one adult, but we know that that's not how it works in sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about if they ask the questions about what child was mishandled in what ways, how many times by what adults, we're literally talking about millions upon millions upon millions of charges brought against probably most all players and all governments. I mean, I think that we are literally talking about governments of the world toppling, all mainstream media toppling, Hollywood toppling completely and i really feel like if they were really pressed if they really felt like i mean i i and i hate to be doomsday about it but i just feel like the 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 amount of evil and corruption and sickness i just think that this whole trafficking of of innocence is really this currency that runs the world and it's like we've said all these other institutions are set up to protect that and though those of us with empathy and those of us who are connected to a higher power we can't put ourselves in a position to imagine fulfillment out of something so evil and something so dark but as i've said many many times we are not supposed to understand that but that doesn't mean that that's not how it is for these other people and i think that if we 
if they actually felt backed into a corner, if uh, attorneys and, you know, attorney generals and court systems were not corrupt, if we were actually asking the questions and following through to the end of the line, I think there would be literal, uh, we're talking about genocide, we see what they're doing, but I think that they would st uh, commit open war against their populaces. I think that there is no way they are ever, they, these people at the very top, they're not going to answer for their crimes. They're not going to sit behind bars. They're yeah, not going to they be can. executed for their crimes. They're yeah. not, because the power that runs them is so deeply evil and so deeply set in a spiritual realm. And that is why the light shining on it is the hope for the children who are to come later. It's the hope for the families to protect what's ours, for us to watch what's in our communities and to take action within our hometowns a little bit at a time, one person at a time, one family at a time. But um, yeah, I just, I, I go back to that because I think, yeah, they, they've shut it down so severely and so blatantly and everyone, everyone sits quietly, but yet there's all of these literally millions millions of children that have been in bondage and in sexual slavery murdered um misused broken yeah. ruined in their minds destroyed yeah. in their bodies and we just say well yeah it's just the, like you say yeah it's just the one it's just the one lady and everyone just is quiet and that is the biggest atrocious um corruption of it all and it's in everybody's face where we just say well we don't ask the questions that lead to the end of where we have um an actual conclusion and actual justice taking place. Again, the damnest thing, one of the things I wanted to say on the show tonight was that I'm sure that there are, yes, I mean, I, I would say it's likely there will be many Ghislaine Maxwells throughout the world. Oh, yes. It's, it's so easy to imagine some Chinese dragon lady, a Japanese dragon lady doing exactly the same job. In Tokyo, and, and just as I was thinking, you know, oh, when I see the two sillas, I'll have to, to make that point. Just as I was thinking it, I don't know if you saw the story, come on, that, that there's uh, a man who's now being called the Turkish Jeffrey Epstein, this mm. El Amin in, 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 in Turkey. Mm. He's, he's ex essentially been doing exactly the same job, as, uh, or the, the playing rather the same role as, as Jeffrey Epstein in Turkey. <clears throat> and I'll bet you'll find, you know, if, if we could only unearth this, that it would be the same in in France, in Yugoslavia, in Italy. That, that you know, somebody made the point uh, the other day that you know, if if we were to draw uh, a map, the show the air routes throughout the world of you know the sex trafficking that that's been done, sp specifically from um, your country to. Uh, the royal residences in mm -hmm. in England. That what you would have would be something that looked very like uh, an old-fashioned map of the slave slave trading routes um, in the old days between the Gold Coast and New Orleans. I mean, yes, th that absolutely. would be the main route in in say 1780. That that's that's the you know the Gold Coast to to New Orleans to London to you know to to Brazil. They they would be the slave trading routes then. Today, what you what you would look for would be the you know a map of the where the private jets are flying, you know over the over the top of the world between London and Barbados and back to Bermuda and back to you know to LA to to Hollywood, and that would give you a map of the, a sex trafficking map map of the world. As decent people, we have got to find out exactly who has been doing this, 
how many victims victims have been because I have no doubt that the amount of children who have been sexually trafficked and sexually abused over say the past two de- decades we will definitely run into the millions yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. somehow we've got to you know uh, uh, unearth this and again going back to the, to Rani Fulmish his panacea for this whole thing is that you know because we know that there are corrupt judges like Alison Nathan and how corrupt is the entire American justice system? How corrupt is the entire British system? And he, he, you know, was slightly banging his head in frustration in all of this and saying that it looks like we're going to have to, you know, make our, our own rules, make our, our own justice, make our, our own police force, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And a lot of people, a lot of your viewers will probably be thinking to yourselves, oh, my God, I mean, come on, you know, how, how far can this go and, and what am I going to have to take on as a decent citizen? But sit and think about it for a moment. 20 years ago, would anybody have believed that so-called ordinary citizens, good people like yourselves, could have taken over broadcasting and be, ta- and be talking and, and liaising with the most important intellectuals in the world? You know, and, and, and doing it with complete impunity, without any censorship at all. Mm-hmm. Would anybody have believed that 20 years ago, that, we, that, that that could happen? And yet, look at what's happening right yeah. here, right now. So to all those who in your, your country might be thinking to themselves, well, my God, you know, is this what we're facing in, in order to rid ourselves of fascist government and, and rid ourselves of totalitarian government? Yes, that, that is what we're facing but that's the job that's got to be done and we can do this we couldn't have done it before the internet we couldn't yeah we can't do it now i think also that kind of just the 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 rise of the internet has kind of coincided with the whole thing like i was talking about how like kind of a transition from assassinations and plane crashes into blackmail because i think the world's gone digital and like a lot of that the blackmail itself is in a digital form, and it's a lot easier to acquire that on people just by tapping their devices. And I think that yes. it's, they, they've yes. utilized the, the internet to point. their advantage. And I think that's a big point as to why it's gone more blackmail, less assassination. So that being said, you know, all, all these people that uh, have that we have all the dirt on, you know, that, well, that the dirt exists out there somewhere, you know, we don't even need them to confess to it. We don't need you to tell me that you did these things like there's documented proof of it and it was in Jeffrey Epstein's safe and then the next day the article comes out oh sorry we lost it well they, lost, they lost everything in Jeffrey Epstein's safe they literally you know, it's funny as this got how people have somehow forgotten yeah i mean where's the tapes yeah well how how is it that we can have a Ghislaine Maxwell trial about child abuse there she is in the dock, and there's and she, she's being told, "Oh, you flew girls from here to there, and they had sex with the prince, and they had sex with Aunt Dershowitz, and they had sex with that, etc., etc., etc." And the police apparently have got it all recorded from secret cameras, and not one image was shown in court. Yeah. Now, how can anybody come to any other conclusion that the trial is completely bent? A lot of people might have thought that I would say, oh, you know, it, it's just fake news and that there doesn't need to be a second trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. There absolutely does need to be a second trial. But this time, it needed to be a real trial. And that is why, and again, you know, um, to bring your, your viewers up to date with important things, that is why I've tried to be in touch recently with some of the, the major players <clears throat> that, uh, in, uh, that people have heard about. 
in uh, the media. And I did speak um, on, on the phone just recently um, with your former, former Attorney General, Jeffrey Berman. Okay. Who was uh, very cordial. We, we had a decent little chat, but um, it's very, very interesting. And your viewers will immediately, and then I say this, they'll be sitting there thinking to themselves, hmm. Now, why would that be? Because at the moment, he's told me he doesn't want to go on the record in any shape or form. He doesn't want to do any interviews either like this or off the record. Can you at real quick tell our listeners a little bit? Could you, could you just, Francis, tell us our, our listeners a little bit about who this guy is and how he relates to this whole case and this matter? Well, Jeffrey Berman, for, um, I, I think people will remember as soon as I mention this, that he was the, the attorney general who said, Prince Andrew is giving us zero cooperation. People mm. will be, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Okay. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they will. Um, he was the man who really. I had great hopes, great hopes, when he said that. I thought, my God, whoa! There's so much corruption in injustice in America and in Britain. This man looks like he's really after Prince Andrew, and he was. He wa- He wanted him to be interviewed by the FBI. I was hoping, actually that he would take some FBI interrogators himself to London and insist that Andrew was brought in front of Westminster magistrates because in your country, he could sit there and say, oh, sorry, <laughs> Fifth Amendment, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going, got, going to incriminate myself. He couldn't do that in front of a Westminster judge. We don't have the Fifth Amendment, mm-hmm. as I pointed out many times. So it did look to me that like this is what Jeffrey Berman wanted to do. All of a sudden, he gets blown out. He loses his job. Bill Barr makes sure that he's leaving out of the way. Donald Trump has you know, denied that he had any hand in it whatsoever. If anybody believes that, you're a fool. It, 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 you know, the, the establishment have levered him out. He is now in private practice in New York, I was hoping he would join us tonight. Yeah. I made the invitation. It's very sad that he's not here. I think that we have reached a stage where really, in order to pull out the next card, as it were, from the, from the House of Cards, that um, you know we need, as a group, to have one of these major figures. I, I mean, I've, I've also been in touch with Lisa Bloom. Um, we've um, exchanged emails. Who's Lisa Bloom again? Uh, Lisa Bloom is the the lawyer for the uh, the victims, Scott. The, okay. The lady, the lady from the Bloom firm. She she's been on the mainstream media a lot, um, and I've I've said to her, you know, I, I would love to talk to her. I would also obviously I'd give anything at this moment in time <laughs> to ask Lewis Kaplan, Judge Lewis Kaplan. Mm. I think that you know I wish you had a, one of those special effects that could give a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, I don't have my little. I don't have a. No, 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 no. For, for not de- as fancy as. Oh, some of these other my heart beating when, when I was waiting for you know to hear if he was going to make the uh, you know the proceedings go on. But now we have this situation. Lo and behold, where Prince Andrew is is going to have to face this civil trial, and I want your viewers to be aware, especially with you know America. You may not have been hearing how things have been going for Prince Andrew since the, the, the decision was made. It's on my list of things to talk to. So, yes, give us an update yeah, on the whole well, Prince Andrew yeah. situation. Well, the, 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 uh, the, it, was, the, the, it was like a rock slide. I, I mean, it was absolutely incredible. The day after the decision was announced that he was going to have to face this trial, the Queen stripped away 
all of his military titles. This is actually how Lisa Bloom and I wound up corresponding because she, she actually put it on the internet. You know, she said, I, I don't understand this. Why is this such a, a big thing? Could someone, you know, so, some literary figure from England, please write to me and ex explain about this. So I, I, I wrote to her and, uh, and, and she wrote back. So that, that's how we've uh, got to know each other. She didn't seem to understand that because we are a martial race, that's M-A-R-T-I-A-L, not the uh, martial, um, with Britain having such a military history and such a proud military history. I mean, my God, you know, we're, we're the people who've had the Spitfire against the Luftwaffe. You know, it, it, anybody who's got um, a very, very high um, air commodore or admiral or, uh, you know, general position, colonel of, of the Grenadier Guards, which was his, his main prestige, anybody who has that and has it taken away, it's as bad as being beheaded for being dishonorable on the, on the battlefield after a Roman victory or a Roman defeat. It, it's that kind of thing. You know, this is going back to ancient Greece. This is a, a man who's faced such dishonor. He has to stick the sword into himself. It, it, it's, it's that kind of, of mentality. And this is what I, I had to explain to Lisa Bloom. And this was absolutely ruthlessly administered. All of his military titles were taken away. But I must mention this. <laughs> He's been allowed to keep just one. And I said it on Facebook. To me, it's just too funny that he is still, would you believe, a vice admiral. Oh, boy. <laughs> you couldn't make it up. Wow. This is the only title he's been allowed to keep. He's, he's still a vice, vice admiral. admiral. Well, I hope he, he decides to... Much, too much, Megan, isn't it? Really, truly. I mean, a, a, a vice admiral. It, it feels it's, sick to laugh at it, but there's nothing else you can do. What, 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 exactly. it's, it's, it's clown show. There's yep. I, It's exactly. ridiculous. He seems like a it's slimy. Absurd. He seems like a slimy, sweaty enough <laughs> type of guy that may actually want to weasel his way out of it and turn on everybody else and drop the dime on everybody. So maybe we'll see. We'll see. Exactly. We'll see. So well, the, the the thing is that um, it, it you know a lot of people would say that your reaction there is almost like too much because you you're kicking a man when he's down and 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 and, 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 the, and the, in in England in England that, that, that's I'm, I'm punching well. punch, you can't really punch you know in like in the comedy world they say you don't really want to punch down you don't want to make fun of people that are like considered like in the lower strata of you but punching up is great i can't think of punching up any higher than like a prince exactly. right in the royal family a, a, pedi a, a predatory prince. prince punching the pedophile <laughs> prince that's what I'm doing the, right the now. Is, is that a title? Punching? <laughs> well, the, most, the most interesting thing to me is that, it, it, and this has just been happening even today, is that he's now become so completely fair game. This be, have you heard the, the, the teddy bears story? No, no. Have what? You, that, that hasn't got to you? No. Well, well you see, this is why Breaking I'm bringing news. it up. The day after, there was this big story. Oh, one of his ex-maids has come out and said that he had, as a grown man, in his 30s, he's got a collection of teddy bears, and there's a photograph on his mantelpiece of the teddy bears on his bed in a specific order. And if you don't put the teddy bears back after you've cleaned the room in exactly the right order, you're going to get whipped for it. Wow. And this, this was the first Kick Him While He's Down story that came on the news once he'd been 
stripped of his titles. And there have been other things as well. There's even been some stupid story today that, that claims yeah. that, 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 that uh, he and Prince Charles had an argument over the, over the toilet that the Queen had to intervene in because, he, you know, <laughs> Andrew was being such a spoiled brat that she had to slap him down even though he was like 42 at the time. This is how ridiculous... Yeah, this, this is yeah, how this is, this ridiculous. But I can picture it exactly. This is actually uh, reported as of yesterday, breaking news as of yesterday, New York Post. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it says, Prince Andrew's beloved collection of teddy bears was so big it took a full day of training for new staff to care for them and an hour each day to arrange them for the adult royal according to a former palace maid. Okay, so here's what I think right away is that, you know, predators and these kind of, that kind of psychopathy, they usually, and, you know, murderers, serial murderers, they keep trophies of their victims. Yes. This yes. is well, well known. Yes. And this, I mean, I thought you were going to say that there was a picture of a child on each teddy bear, but mm. I, to me, it's just uh, my mind immediately says this was a representation of each child in a certain order that he has abused. Well, the thing is, Megan, a lot of people will be looking at this and they'll be thinking, ah, no, 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 Mr. Coney, come on. You're supposed to be the man who knows everything about fake news. Surely this is just something that they've done as usual to not let the crisis go to waste, to pad things out, to waste our time, fill our heads with dopey things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because they will say... In the real world, nobody is as nutty as that. Nobody's that crazy. Now, hang on. To all those who might be looking at this right now, I will say, just, no, please, give me one second. I wonder if these three people who were interviewing me can remember the name of Leona Helmsley. Leona Helmsley, I know the name. So It's right in my right brain. There. Yeah, exactly, right there. Leona Helmsley. Leona Helmsley. Who was she? She was the queen of mean. Does it Does it come back now? What, what it was, book of knowledge. Leona, Leona Helmsley was the wife of the man who owned the Empire State Building. And they had a hotel chain throughout America, and they were billionaires. And were uh, once she'd had a phase of her life that was very difficult, she married this man, married wealth, and became known as the Queen of Mean because. And, and there was a movie about her that I can remember very well, because her behaviour did exhibit that kind of thing that we've we've seen from Prince Andrew. Apparently, she was um, having. Uh, lunch with her lawyer, and there's and there's a punchline to this. Please don't let me forget the punchline. <laughs> She's having lunch with her lawyer. He gets a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and in the saucer, there's one single drop of water. It hadn't the saucer hadn't been correctly wiped and cleaned. <clears throat> one drop of water. She picks up the coffee cup, throws it at the waiter, smashes it into the table, smashes the saucer into the wall. How dare you insult my lawyer? And this is all in a restaurant with everybody watching. She completely goes off the deep end and acts like the kind of little spoiled brat that mm. Andrew is accused of being. Now, my little two fillers. Tell me the punchline, because the lawyer was... Uh, 
Acosta? Alex Acosta? No. Alex Dershowitz. Alan <gasps> Dershowitz. Of course. Of course it was Alan Dershowitz. Of course it was. Yeah. He wow. Was, he was Leona Helmsley's lawyer. And these were the kind of people <clears throat> who he was helping at that time. And when Leona Helmsley was finally caught out for tax fraud because her favorite saying was only the little people pay taxes. Mm. We don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Remember only the that? little people no. wear masks. Only the little people uh, take, take, take genocidal shots. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. She said that um, only, only you know, the little people pay tax. We don't. When she um, was convicted of tax fraud, she was given a 20-year sentence. Alan Dershowitz got it reduced to how much? Um, house arrest. Time served. <laughs> 18 months house arrest. In Palm Two Beach. years. Two years. Oh, Dang. my God. I mean, Dang. Of course, it's just, it's, we live in a, <clears throat> two different societies, two different rules, two different judicial systems. It's just how it goes. Useless eaters. Yeah. Yeah. Well. The corruption is before us all. Yeah. Every <clears throat> I, To me, it's just – it's so – it makes sense that we would have to do everything through the courts and human beings want the proof. They want the proof. Mm-hmm. They want the proof. But people have forgotten instincts. They've forgotten that voice inside of us. They've forgotten to feel what energy feels like coming off of other people. But I feel like the writing is so clear and on the wall and we're just surrounded by um, such evil. Yeah. But we're, it's... We're propagandized to the oh, point. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I, I, think, I think like... I mean, especially living through this this COVID nightmare we've been living in for a couple of years. I mean, we're seeing the history being written differently than what we're seeing with our own eyes, right? Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the same already, exact yeah. thing has happened with with the the pedophile absolutely. rings across the world. Mm-hmm. Is I don't think there's anyone who doesn't know that the names Jeffrey Epstein and Glenn Maxwell who knows that the corruption is deeper than what they're seeing happen mm-hmm. right in front of their right. eyes. And that's deliberate. But it, and it, but it's it's the same time it's this onslaught from the media. Just cover up, cover up, cover up. Just go along, push you onto the next thing, and it's a lot of distraction. Um, uh, so and it's it's purposely being done and we can see it but they they're always pushing us to the next thing and also writing the history so so it's different than what we just saw right well talking of that and it you brought that ability because something i'm actually proud of and gratified by that i've found very interesting just in the last few weeks is that it's become very obvious that um I've got to say the powers that be um, are watching me like a hawk and very, very much so um, when it comes to social media seem to be affected by everything I'm saying and doing because Alan Dershowitz, once the uh, verdict was announced after the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, was allowed by the BBC to immediately do a broadcast where he said, oh, you know, he's basically, you know, he's basic me and this is proof that Virginia Roberts case is now massively weakened, massively weakened because she wasn't even allowed to testify. And now that Gisley Maxwell is being convicted, well, exactly it. That was that was my reaction. And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? It's because he was being presented as as, as if he were, he were himself a, 
and he was presenter. It was, it was like neutral, as, as if he was a, 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 an objective observer, when, as we know, he is personally involved in, in these proceedings and, and could be facing criminal proceedings yeah. himself. So I really went off the deep end and immediately, with, with no, no, no indication at all on mainstream news anywhere, that they'd picked up on this. I went off the deep end and, and said, look, who in the hell has allowed this nutcase to do this? As I say, I, I wrote on Facebook that this was an absolute calumny, that the fact that Gisley Maxwell's, uh, you know, had been found guilty made Virginia Roberts' case stronger, not weaker. Yes. My God, she'd been vindicated, you know? And I was really, really upset that the BBC had allowed this to happen. Within an hour, it was one of the biggest news stories right throughout the world. They quite clearly had been monitoring what I'd been saying. And instantly the BBC, were and Tim Davey, the head of the, the BBC, was saying, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, maybe we've made a, a miscalculation here. Yes, the mistake. Maybe we should have said that he's involved in the case himself. And yet that dirty bastard allowed Ian Maxwell, the brother of Gislaine Maxwell, to make a statement essentially saying that the same thing, that all oh, this proves that, you know, my sister hasn't been treated well and, and, and all the rest of it. So they did it twice, and I called them out on the Ian Maxwell thing, and they had to apologise for that. So it, it has been gratifying this last week that, uh, you know, I seem to have been able through Facebook to have genuinely have a, a major impact on, on on international news, and you know without Facebook I couldn't do that. So I'm I'm very glad of that. Very glad of that. Okay, well so, we just so, started. A, we just started a TikTok, Francis. Maybe we need to get you going on TikTok. You can get a pretty big audience there. <laughs> I mean, this is the same playbook, though, as uh, as uh, what is it? CNN that's always having Scott Gottlieb talk about yeah. the safety of the shots. Who's on the board of Pfizer? You know, I no, mean, he's the former FDA commissioner. That's it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're is right. That all? Is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same trick, dude. Same yeah. trick, man. The thing is, we, we do, we are definitely influencing the narrative of the mainstream media. Who would have thought? I mean, my God, in the days when he was saying that it was blasphemous. Blasphemous. I will never forget his use of that word, my God. Blasphemous to say that the government was involved in 9-11. He actually said that. Gosh. Would anybody have believed then that Tucker Carlson now would be saying the FBI was the force behind the Senate riots? I mean, yeah. That is a huge shift. Yeah. Is he going to come over to us one day? Uh, you know, I would love at this moment, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the invitation, Tucker. If you ever want to join us, and if Ghislaine Maxwell wants to join us, because let's not forget everybody. Let's be on it. Let's be fair about this. There's two sides to every story. Yes, we know that. And has Ghislaine Maxwell ever been allowed to tell her side of the story? And I wonder what it would sound like. I'm not so naive as to think she would ever talk to me. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure she's heard of me. And what I do, I'm not so naive as to think she would open up to me, but I don't care. The invitation is there. <clears throat> I'd love to talk to her. What I mainly want to see, because I still not believe for one second that she is incarcerated. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> they must yeah. have loved it that Adi Adikin went into the courtroom. And by the way, to, to all of your viewers, please find out who Adi, Adi Adikin is. 
and please help this fine young American. He's doing a wonderful job. He did a wonderful job for me by going to the to the trial and, and making certain that it was Ghislaine Maxwell. Had he not been there, I think she might have not been there. It's it's a fascinating state of affairs. But you know, we were told she'd lost weight, she'd lost hair, she'd lost her breasts, she'd lost this, she, she was a wreck, she was crawling into the courtroom on all fours, and all these stupid stories prior to the trial. When Adi Adekin got there, he agreed with all of the mainstream media people that she walked into the courtroom as if she was coming off a yacht. She was beautifully dressed. She looked as strong as a bull. She'd got a great figure and <clears throat> as if there was nothing wrong with her. And she's been in jail, in the worst jail in the world, for two no. years? No. Come no. on. I think she's either spending her time secretly at the, at the best hotel in America mm-hmm. or... They've simply flown her from Israel because it only takes nine hours yeah. just before the, 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 the trial. And I think that she's probably back there now sunbathing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm looking at you and you're looking at me now through, you know, these devices. They don't cost a fortune. They cost almost nothing. What would be the harm? Why would it be so difficult to place something like the device I'm using here outside of Ghislaine Maxwell's cell? so that we can look at her 24 hours a day and see whether she's really in prison or not. That wouldn't be difficult, would it? Mm, and, and, no. you know, in, in this day and age, would it be so difficult to put one of those things on that you can you know, click round 360 degrees to look out the window and see the New York skyline so we can make sure that it really is the, yep. the NBC? And, and yep. they, they could easily do that. And until the day they do, I will not accept, I will not accept that that woman is in, in prison. I will not accept that. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's an absolute lie and it's a disgrace. You know, one of the things that, oh my gosh. If she was, she might commit suicide. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) But since she's not in jail, maybe the Truzilla podcasting extend her an invitation to come and speak speak her truth on our show. Exclusive interview. Truzilla and Maxwell. And then, of course, when she confirms with us, we'll contact you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I love like the Bill Gates, when Bill Gates was asked about it. And he's like, well, well, he's dead. So you don't have to worry about that. Did you hear that one? No, heard what that was one? it? When Bill Gates was asked about Jeffrey Epstein, like his connection with Jeffrey Epstein, and Bill Gates' response was, well, he's dead, so I don't know. Holy <laughs> yeah. crap. Yeah, I'll play it for you later. Oh, my it's hilarious. God. No surprise there. I did no not hear that. Now, no, I'm not surprised, I suppose, Now, the other but... thing, too, so now if I were to say, if I were to go on the record publicly and I were to say, so we have another very high-profile case in which this gentleman, fashion designer, is now arrested for uh, child exploitation, child trafficking, to the extent that he was, like, sacrificing his own children to grind up their DNA and inject in his bloodstream for stem cell research, you'd think I was crazy. You'd be like, oh, this is some Alex Jones shit. Like, you know what I mean? But no, headline news, Peter Nygaard. Peter Nygaard oh, is now, has now been arrested and he's facing child, you know, child trafficking charges. In addition, you know, it is now being said that he's got an orgy island as well, fashion mogul Peter Nygaard. Uh, he was allegedly convincing his women, his girlfriends, to get pregnant, and then he was killing the babies and harvesting them for stem cell research. Oh, my Okay? Gosh. Now, this is just the guys that get caught or the guys that get thrown under the bus. You know, this is this is the whole, now we're getting the whole transhumanism. Now we're touching on the whole Luciferian agenda itself. Like, this is where we're at. You know, they are literally, to them, it is about the purification of their own life energy yeah. through the sacrifice of particularly children you know what yeah. i'm saying like this yeah. is this is literally where we're at and it's now it's mainstream news it's mainstream the sun.uk yeah. reporting on it it's on new york post it's on mainstream news articles peter nygaard 
is cold-blooded as it gets. You know what I mean? And it's just so selfish. It's so demonic. They, I can't at. imagine, like, as a woman who's given birth, who's carried life in my body, mm-hmm. like, I would be dead before anybody harmed my child. I would yes. be dead. And, just, just and I this, can't and imagine. Like, we were talking about him, but think about guy. what it takes to, so to be a guy. woman. Yeah. To hand your precious, you've held your babies oh, in your yeah, arms, yeah. to hand your baby over to someone to okay. to torment, to harm, or to kill. It's it, 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 it stops all human understanding. Sacrificing your baby so that this guy could live a couple more years. Look at that. Oh, my God. Wow. That's 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 what we're dealing with, folks. So, it is really, and and it, all it these other organizations evil. are covered it up. Is, for Megan, it. It's because Virginia Roberts is a woman just like you, that she is fighting so hard to make sure that her children don't suffer what she has suffered. And yeah. Prince Andrew never knew the huge mistake he made when he met when he messed around with her because she is. A she bear. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that you do not do is come between a she bear and her cubs. babies. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, She'll rip Dangerous. She, you know, it just shows you that these people, I've always said they're not as clever as they think they are. Because if Prince Andrew had ever read The Female of the Species, he wouldn't have lived his life the way that he has. Have you ever read The Female of the Species? I by haven't. Rid- by Rudyard Kipling. Mm. <clears throat> They're the greatest lines that you've ever heard. There's, there's one part of it where it goes, for she who faces death by torture for its life beneath her breast may not deal in doubt or pity, may not swerve for fact or jest, these be purely male diversions, not in these her honor dwells. She, the other law we live by, is that law and nothing else. And it's that law that Prince Andrew is facing up to now. Mm. It's a she-bear that he's fighting now. Mm. And it would be, I mean, my God, what, what a thought that this poor little runaway. And by the way, I wonder how many of you are talking about books, Scott. I wonder how many of your viewers know that Virginia Roberts was sexually abused at seven, was homeless at 14, was massively sexually abused every day when she was homeless, and then rejoined with her father, whose gift to her was to set her up with (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein. Wow, that's so heartbreaking. You know what? You're right. And we talk about the spiritual side of this, you know, the, the, the dark forces and the, then the forces of light that are emerging and, and just finding strength and power within, you know, like all these little nodes of light and energy out there that have like found stuff within themselves that we didn't even know existed. Right. (laughs) But what you're talking about there, it's like, you know, this is beyond like the law of man or even like natural law. This is like spiritual fundamental things that, you know, you don't even say that are just intuitive. Like you don't come between like a mother and a child and you just don't do these things to children. Like these are just things that are people know instinctively. But the, those that have been corrupted by the darkness are are uh, finally meeting their match, I think. And and it's these it's these stories and these situations, you know, that have brought about this fight where we're in right now. And this it's is just... this is where the, the medical freedom fight has come from, right? Yeah, this exactly. is the moms that have had yep. injured injured children from vaccines, and this was prior to COVID nineteen vaccines. Yeah. This is the the previous. This is the DPT vaccine we were talking about. Yeah. This is these this is when when moms are recognizing things, and even when the doctors are saying it can't.
can't be that is these moms are, are at the courthouses demanding answers. And this is why the, this, I mean, I think that a, a good part of why this, uh, the, the situation around this vaccine and what's going on right now, why, like they were trying to, to stop this from, from these moms that were upset and, and raising a ruckus before this. And I've always said like this, this movement was built on the mothers, right? Like it is, this, it certainly is. And, um, you know, I mean, I, in my own experience, right. I like my kid's mother had to drag me kicking and screaming until I would realize, oh yes, it was the shot that did this to my kids. Right. Until I had to see the evidence, but, um, but moms intuitively knew they knew right off the bat, they knew what was going on. We can feel our babies. It's a, it's an odd thing to explain. Like my, my 20 year old daughter just had, you know, my first mm. grandbaby. Yes. Yeah, so congratulations. Um, on thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm a Mimi now. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, I could tell from an hour away that something wasn't good with her. Like just, I could tell that she was, I didn't know if she was stressed out. I didn't know if she was hurting, but I could feel her. I mean, I think other moms will relate to me. I could feel her inside of me just the day she went into labor that either that something was not right with her body and even though labor is right i could feel her as a mom that probably she was nervous i could feel that she was in pain but i hadn't gotten a phone call i just could feel something all throughout the day um and it's happened that way with me and my children multiple times and it's usually when they have been stressed or in distress or hurt in some way um but it i yeah it's a really interesting thing to try to even articulate but it's 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 almost the same feeling as what intuition is if you don't have the ability to to relate to your own intuition you won't feel that same vibrational energy that a mom would feel connected to her her child even once we've been physically disconnected um but it's it's quite the phenomenon i think that speaks also to like what our guest last night said like just your amazing ability as a parent you know what i mean and you built those like spiritual like bridges with them in such a way that like you know it's like it's just it's it's one of those things that we can't explain it's like this different realm that exists you know and i feel like some people are tapped into it more so than others and those that have no concept of that and maybe unfortunately never received that as a child are, Mm -hmm. are the ones that are perpetuating the darkness but i feel like you know, the more we perpetuate the good, we perpetuate truth, we are building those spiritual positive bridges and connections throughout all the world. And, you know, it's best exemplified in probably the parent-child relationship. But I think also, you know, hopefully the idea being is that if we're just continuing to put that positivity out in the world, like those bridges are being made in ways that we can't like conceptualize. But I feel it. I absolutely feel it. You know what I mean? When I walk into a room like a Freedom Cell meetup and I'm surrounded by other high vibrational people, you know, like wide vibrational people I've heard it described as too. You know what I mean? Like like that. When we talk to Francis across the sea. Yes, when we talk to Francis. Francis, you have it. You have it. Like this is like this, this, I can, it's like a tangible feeling, you know, and and you can also reciprocally, you know, feel like when, when somebody's surrounded by darkness, you know, I've been to some dark places in my life and I've interacted with some very dark people and it's like, okay, you know, you can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scott, what did you want me to, what did you ask me about the book? Okay. So Francis, uh, since, since our first interview, uh, we started going back and forth about, uh, you know, getting your, your ideas and all the stuff that you brought about in JFK to die 11, everything's a rich man's trick into a book form format. And uh, you've since connected with Chris Milligan, who's just right up the road from us. So I'll tell be, us about your book project. Well, I'll, I'll, all I can say is, you know, I'm, I'll be eternally grateful to all three of you to the end, end of my days. Um, well, it, it it happened. That's the, that's the, <laughs> the, 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 the main thing. Um, and the, the last I was told, um, the first two print runs had sold out very quickly, but then Christmas hit. So um, since then, um, I haven't been in, in, in touch with Chris. So I, I don't know at this moment in time how things are going in terms of sales. 
Having said that, I don't want to um, bother Chris too much at the moment. And I, I want to show him a lot of understanding. And I, th I think all of his friends should show him a lot of understanding because he's got, um, well, I mean, you know, you could say he's in a, in a lot of trouble already just publishing me. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's put himself, you know, right in the crosshairs. I mean, to, to take that risk, you know, as I say, I'll be grateful to him and to your good selves forever. But he's going to put himself doubly in the crosshairs in, in, in this uh, next year he's coming because he's going to publish a book, which I hope all, all of your, your audience will look out for, uh, by Whitney Webb, which I think is going to be called uh, America and the Blackmail. Um, and, and she's, you know, a wonderful writer. She, uh, yes. again, mm -hmm. um, just like, you know, with, with my book, um and, and and film obviously uh, I, I mean my own work has completely altered uh the agenda that that they're able to feed to you know to to the public now it, it's it's changed people's thinking so much and i've got to say it again it's it's woken up so many people um and and you know it's the same with with whitney she's a wonderful writer mm -hmm. and and she's woken up people to the you know the details of what really the extent to which gangsterism rules your country yeah, um and that's... and so you know he's he's got to face the pressure of that as well in the uh the next few weeks so i, I just hope you your audience will look out for that and and uh you know we'll we'll try to help whitney when it it, it comes out as far as my own work is concerned you know, we're, I've got a, uh, well, I suppose the big news is I've got a Hollywood manager now. Wow. Um, and uh, his name is Paul Ruffman. He uh, is a well-known producer in, in, in Hollywood. Um, he produced one of the first Adam Sandler films. Um, we connected uh, through Facebook. And I did say to him when we first connected, you know, I'm completely aware that what I'm giving you here is, is, is an impossible task because it's like asking somebody for a miracle. We are still up against the most powerful and most rich people in the world, and they still are trying to suppress my work. They're still messing around with the film online. Mm -hmm. Whether they'll be able to, you know, do anything with the to stop the book from you know growing, I, I just don't know. But the fight to make both the sequel and to get my movie finally into cinemas, particularly in, in, in Europe. Uh, all I can say, Scott, that fight is, is ongoing. It's still going on. We've, we've you know, been in touch with a lot of people, even in the last few days, trying to, to, to push something forward. If that day ever comes, and all I can do is hope and pray that it does, uh, when we, you know, can... Uh, I mean, the thing I want to do is to sort of brush up and slightly illustrate better um, the original of JFK to, mm -hmm. uh, to everything is a rich man's trick. Um, there's things that I, I would still like to do it. We're still trying to make, as it were, a, a, you know how they say a director's cut. We're yeah. still we're still trying to, to to do that with my movie, and to try and get it finally into theaters so that people can, as it were, vote with their money. You know, I, I, this is why I've, I've always said that okay, it could be as it were monetized online, but if millions and millions and millions of people, even billions of people, were going to see my movie throughout the world in theatres. If people are actually choosing to take money out of their pockets to sit down in a theatre to, to watch my film, that is like a vote. That is saying... Yes. Yeah, it, it, it is saying to Sorry. world governments, we don't believe a bloody word you say. This <laughs> is why Tucker Carlson 
it, in spite of you know he's he's the number one viewed news outlet, I or even Joe Rogan. Get, I'd take it a step I, further, Joe Rogan. You know, I mean, it, it, he's Joe Carlson's got three million viewers from three hundred and twelve million people in yeah. your country, and he's only watched by three million of them. That if if that isn't the your population saying, we just don't give a damn about mainstream media anymore. It's mm-hmm. all lies. Well, it seems like a pretty strong message to me. No one's Absolutely. watching TV virtually now, and 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 they are watching you, and they are watching me. They are watching my movie. There's an awful lot of strength there. It's just a question of whether it can be coordinated in the future to finally rid ourselves of these maniacs who are trying to kill us through these COVID nineteen centers. So, if anybody's out there. Uh, and and I'd, I'd, I'd better say this to you all. First of all, with, with the vaccine, please do what the truth dealers are doing and stay a million miles away from yes. any of those needles. As for the the COVID-19 thing it, it, itself and the restrictions, <clears throat> you've probably heard that just in order to save his political career, Boris Johnson... Is, is Ojo the clown is saying, oh, we're, we're just going to forget about it. You know, and a lot of people would probably want to ask me, is that reckless and is that silly? My answer would be, it depends who you are and what kind of a job you do. If you're a train driver, a, a bus driver, a plumber, if you're the kind of person who goes to work and more or less works on their own, and most importantly, the surfaces that they touch and, and the places that they are, that they're in, I, I beg your pardon, if they're not kind of shared, then I wouldn't say that, you know, you need to worry much more about this whole COVID thing. If, on the other hand, you're the kind of person who is working in an office and you share your, you know, if you've got a desk that other people are putting their hand on that desk, if other people are putting their hand on your phone, if you're sharing door handles, door, you know, stairwell banisters, with a lot of people, your risk of catching COVID is massively increased. So I personally think that the you know if, if there's going to be a, a, a return to work as, as it were as, as they say working offices again, I think that you know that it would be better to stagger it <clears throat> very very carefully over a, a, a period of time. I mean, a university lecturer can just as easily lecture to ten people as a hundred and, and and then make it 20 then 30 what and, and, until we see what happens but you know unfortunately the the, the virus itself does exist uh, unfortunately there are some people who are catching it and some you know it's more much more likely that you'll catch it if you're old or weak it has been designed in that way it has mm-hmm. been designed through recombinant dna to hurt people who have any kind of underlying medical condition. I wouldn't want Meg to go anywhere near any kind of dangerous environment at at, at this moment. She doesn't want any kind of infection at all at this moment. So, you know, that's that's the kind of advice that I I would give to... I don't think that... I I personally think that working from home for, you know, a, a, a period... And until we start to feel that you know that it that it's that it's that it is def- definitely disappearing, I think the working from home should continue for a while yet. That's my take on it. I, I think we might disagree with you a little bit in this. Well, that's spot okay, and, and that's which is totally fine. But you know, I mean, I've 
I've been working in an office for the entirety of COVID-19. Um, and, you know, I've experienced the virus um, and I got through it and um, taking uh, vitamins that thank you, Megan, well, the who thing brought is, me some Ed, high quality the, vitamin C. The reason for it yes. is that I can see from here that you're a very strong man and that you're in great condition. And yes, that does make that, that nothing makes more difference than that. The problem is that not everybody's got your excellent attitude to and, help. And I do think I do think right. there's the, the the terrain theory versus the germ theory, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of alluded it at, at it to yourself when saying that you know I think <laughs> and I think that the governments could do great service and they the, granted they won't do this, but if they yeah. trained people on how to take care of themselves to <laughs> to not have uh you know a death from this, to not um experience the worst of this disease, right? Like we know that. 85% of people that die from COVID-19 are vitamin D deficient, right? So yeah. there are things we know that if we train the public and, and also if they suppressed all of the, the treatments that we know work, your ivermectin, your hydroxychloroquine, your budesonide, um, you know, the monoclonal antibodies now, there's, there's a lot of treatments we have that they had to suppress so they could get this vaccine pushed through. Right. Yeah. To, to, so they could get the emergency use authorization. And if you put all these things together on top of the fact that they've lied about a high percentage of the deaths, that they didn't people didn't die from COVID-19. They died with COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, um, yes. There's if a you put difference. all these things yeah. together, the, the threat of this thing is is very minimal. I'm not saying that if you're, um, you know, a, an older person that you shouldn't be aware. But at the same time, that needs to be the people's choice because the government should not be trusted. And at this exactly. point, like there is there is no trust whatsoever that they deserve. So I think giving yeah. that that choice to the people is 100 percent essential. And, well, and I would I say find, what, well, what I find interesting Ed, is, is that people are aware yeah. that, that Bojo has only made this announcement purely and simply because he's in such a, a mess. I mean, we, we're hearing in the paper that when everybody else was avoiding their families at, at the particular Christmas, that, that he was so drunk. Uh, and his staff were so drunk yeah, yeah. at the number 10 party that they were having slides on the kiddies' water slide. I mean, oh, can you imagine? The, 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 I mean, apparently this is what really what's been, been going on. So that that is why um, the, apparently the people who are running the schools are saying, whoa, 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 no, 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 forget it. We're going to, you know, take it a lot more easy than this idiot wants us to. He might be gone in a few days. And, and the, whoever, you know, comes in instead... Might, might, you know, reintroduce a full lockdown. We sure. don't know. So th that is why. What I'm saying is, uh, uh, at this moment, I would, I would, I would, I would absolutely say, listen to a man like yourself, who knows that vitamins and exercise and fresh air and all of these mm -hmm. things are the most important thing of all. You can avoid infection completely if you are physically fit and strong and really well, and you've got a perfect diet and perfect nutrition. You can uh, avoid everything. Sadly, there are people out there who've got a bad back, like Megan, who've got, who are on thyroxin because they've got an underactive thyroid, who are diabetic, who've got health problems. Those kinds of people, they need to be, they need to be cautious. And I would say respond to that is, is I mean, I have my parents who's uh, who have been vaccinated and who have that false sense of security that they wouldn't be able to catch this thing because because they've gotten this this treatment. Right. And so so I personally sought out and I have uh, uh, ivermectin with uh, with zinc and doxycycline, which is a treatment that we know work because India has been using it on their population. And India's death toll is, is uh, what uh, maybe 10% of what we're seeing over here in America. 
right? Because they've been using this treatment. So, so I got this to help the people I know that, that are susceptible. That, and w when you take these things into account, that, that they will make it through. And maybe they would have some kind of experience, some symptoms and things. But I believe that, um, that the, the percentage of people dying with these treatments is, is just a fraction of what they're telling us of people that are dying with. And I mean, and I don't know exactly how it is in the UK, but most of the world, what I'm seeing is they're denying treatments. All of the treatments that we know work and are inexpensive are being denied. Mm -hmm. So, so I have that in my possession. So the loved ones I have that, that could, uh, that could, have a hard time with this thing. I, I have something to help them out. And I, for, I gave someone last night this treatment because they were, they were sick. Right. And I got it to, to take care of the people I love and whatnot. Now, granted, I think that, um, you know, this, the things that, that we just discussed, the health and, and, and wellness that we can do to take care of ourselves gives you a greater chance of just even experiencing this, but, but that doesn't, it won't, it's not a fail safe. Like it, I, I experienced this, right? Like I got it. I'm it's, it's, even if you're healthy, you can experience this. Yeah, A terrible flu. I mean, we didn't anybody in my family go down and get any kind of swabs or anything, but we went through a period of time, probably across two weeks as it went through my household and me included, I got, I was the last person. I totally thought I wasn't going to get, uh, whatever it was anybody else had, but it just so happened that that same day I had, I swallowed water odd and I had a really hard cough that hurt my back. And so mm -hmm. I called my surgeon and said, I don't know if I've ruptured a disc, I'm feeling pain now. And he prescribed me prednisone, which I'm very like, I, that has, I feel like that's killed relatives of mine. It's just such a really serious drug, but it was just a six day you know, wean on, wean off really quick just to get inflammation in my back down and make sure we didn't need to do something more. But it, but it, it says like the first line on the, on the medication says that it will lower your body's, um, ability to fight infection. Yeah. And within 12 hours I was sick, but I felt that I was great. I was, I mean, I was taking care of my household. I was taking care of my kids and I had like no concern that I would become ill. And like my kids, you know, they were sick for a day or two and then they were fine. There were some adults at my house who were sick for a week. Um, but everybody pretty much, and then, and we all talked about it. Like, um, I think with this whole COVID thing, whatever it is that's out there, whatever it is that they're saying has mutated, whatever it is, it definitely doesn't feel natural. It definitely yes. feels to yes. me like it's not a sickness I've experienced before in terms of just the way that it sat with my body, a little bit of weird kind of brain fog. Um, but I also feel like had, the mainstream media not locked, you know, us in our homes through their, you know, propaganda pushing and had the governments of the world not did what they've done that I would have simply said this year, we got a seasonal flu. We didn't get it the last couple of years, but my family got the flu this year and it was an ugly flu, but it didn't like take us all the way out. But like you say... I'm very, very like we take we do heavy metal detox every day where we take, you know, 15,000 units of vitamin D every day. We're zinc, you know, N-acetylcysteine. So everyone in my family takes this regimen and um, we still do have some processed foods in the house. That's not hasn't been an overnight fix. But over time, we have been introducing different kinds of food and replacing certain things. And I just I do feel like all of these things are. I get off track. Not everybody is in the state of health that we all are in, as you say. And I yeah. think that that has been the importance of giving people the option 
to have curbside groceries brought to their car or have groceries delivered to their house or that if they feel that they're at high risk, they can stay indoors or they can keep their masks on or whatever it is that they need to do to feel safe. But I think it was, you know, I think we all agree it was always a mistake to lock down the huge healthy portion of you know, the population. The World Health um, Organization has come out and said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Said so lockdowns don't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, um, but I, I do feel like that that has been an argument that um, like people in our town, especially had a lot was, you know, like I don't mask to go anywhere, but um, you know, they, it's the whole idea that we're, yeah, um, we, we have all had these well, talks. A mask but, is yeah. catching mosquitoes with a chain link fence. Yeah. Well, well, yeah works, I mean, totally. It's like marbles through scaffolding, you know, it's just, it's madness, you guys. It's it madness. Is. It so, is. But, but I will say, I mean, I, the, the one thing and the, the question, uh, maybe, I don't know if it's a question, but, uh, you know, from America, we're sitting here and looking at what the UK is doing, even though we're very aware that this is Bojo just covering up for the scandals he's caught in. But at the same time, we're saying, is this vaccine agenda falling apart? Oh, yeah. And 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 because because it does seem like um, from from what I'm seeing is Omicron is hitting everybody. Omicron, whatever, even if whether variants are real or not, I'm just going to say right now, everyone's getting sick. It's getting through, it's going through and it's hitting everyone. And what, what I think could happen is we actually are getting a herd immunity because everybody's had it. And so it's sweeping through so quick that we're actually, there's enough people that have antibodies, like true antibodies, not the fake ones we're getting from, I wouldn't say fake, but the ones the shots are providing are so short lived, what we're seeing. That, that we're getting enough immunity that this thing's going through real quick and then there's a blanket immunity. And so at this point, people have been, they've seen, they've had three shots. They've been triple vaxxed. Yeah. They've uh, worn a mask for a year and a half and, and they're sick. So people are questioning that the vaccine doesn't work. First off, the vaccine doesn't work and they've already had it. And so I think the vaccine agenda is falling apart now. Now, what? Well, and the other thing too is they just turn on the 5G. So we'll see how that goes. Well, that's a whole nother story. That's, that's a whole nother story. story. Well, yeah. But uh, I guess in America, we're, <laughs> we're looking, like, well, we're going to be here another two hours. UK. I know, I know, is this is what is this what we have coming? Or is this part of this agenda? And I, again, I will say, I believe that this vaccine agenda just pushed the ball forward towards our digital IDs. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. that's what this thing really did. But but I think at least the vaccine piece where you're going to have to wear uh, a mask to go anywhere where you're going to have to, uh, you know, show your vaccine passport, which the passport system is going to move forward, whether it's tied to the vaccine or not, in yeah. my belief system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but the, the, the issue of vaccines, I think, is falling apart. And we're looking to the UK and going, is this going to happen here? I hope so. We can only maybe hope. that's part of their maybe that's part of their their end game is that they'll they're going to let the vaccine thing just completely fall apart and just blow all of our minds because people are going to be so relieved to welcome climate change as the <laughs> yeah. agenda yeah. because yeah. they won't have yeah. to deal with the I mean, vaccine. I mean, who knows? But it's yeah. just anyways. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The whole time we're talking about the private jets, I'm like going, well, look at how many climate credits they must have used. Yeah, how, how many how many planes went to Davos? I <laughs> yeah. wonder. Yeah. yeah. Well, shoot. Well, Francis, man, we could keep just going on for days. Days and days and days, but uh, man, we I think we have enough for our listeners to chew on. Man, do you have any final thoughts? Um, any final thoughts? The, the the problem at the moment, as as you said, is is that things are changing by the moment. I mean, yes. this morning, the la- the last thing I heard that that your viewers might be interested in is that there are now uh, conservative conservative MPs who were saying that they've been blackmailed into 
uh, supporting Johnson, uh, and and, and the, the, they've actually called in the police. Wow! No, no, I, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I mean, this is the Tory party at war with itself, turning to the Metropolitan Police because they think they've been leaned on so hard in order to support a prime minister who quite clearly has got no support left whatsoever. And he is just wriggling like a, a fish on the end of the hook. Uh, but yeah, perhaps the best final thought is let's all just hope and pray. Because it's always wonderful to get rid of a filthy fascist leader of, you know, I mean, it was wonderful for the Americans when you got rid of Richard Nixon. It'll be wonderful when you, you know, get rid of Biden, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it, it'll be wonderful for the British. When, when Margaret Thatcher got booted out, it, it, it happened with such haste. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It, it. it was like the sun coming out after years of, of, of darkness. It was simply wonderful. And I'm sure we'll feel just the same when we get rid of Boris. Um, the sad thing, as we all know, is that yeah, we'll just get another maniac yep. in, in, in his yep. place. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so here we are in Oregon. Been, we have. It's been uh, great to see you all again. Uh, so, oh, good. So, good see you. so good to see you, Francis. Francis. Where can our listeners uh, follow you if they want more from you? Where can they follow me? Um, the what I've been doing on Facebook has been making a difference. So I would ask your audience to. Um, because a hell of a, I mean, Chris Milligan does it every day and gives me a thumb up when he thinks I've said something good. So, yes, be a, be aware of that. Um, I would, you know, I, I've been surprised that there haven't been more people who've um, wanted to have a hell of a lot more to say about the things that I've said and revealed in the last part of, uh, you know, the last chapter of my book, the, the, the afterword of my book. So I would like more reaction from that. But in terms of, um, you know, following in a, in a situation like this, um, I've done a lot of interviews recently. I, I did Irish radio uh, recently uh, and I did Adi Adikin. I was on Raconteur's News. I've now done this interview and I'm looking to do another one with Adi Adikin and again on, on Irish radio again soon. So, um, you know, to all of your audience who, you know, have set any stock in what I might have to say, I would say just, just you know, keep clicking on, uh, it, just putting my name into, into YouTube and, and, and see what comes up because the, uh, I'm desperate to stay friends with uh, and, and, and keep in with people like yourselves because I feel that, you know, it's kind of like the world is trembling like this at the moment. And that at any given moment, there might be something huge that yeah. we need to talk about yes. just like that. Yes. I have said all along that my greatest fear is that these nutcases, these absolute lunatics like Prince Andrew, might just turn around and say, oh, you know, the enemy's at the gate. There's, there's just too many of them. There's too many like you are waking up. And then they might just turn around and fire a nuclear missile at Portland. Yeah, yeah. Play, I mean, we know play, it's in their Claim the North Koreans have, have done it and say, oh, you know, oh, we've got to go to war with North Korea. So purely and simply to distract from all the child abuse, from yeah, all the yeah, COVID-19 yeah. rubbish, et, et cetera, et cetera. It, 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 you know, I would not be surprised if they did something as crazy as, as that. But maybe 100%. the best way to end is this. I also would not be surprised, and it wouldn't surprise me if it happened this year, if one morning you were all to wake up 
Look at the latest NBC, CNBC, Tucker Carlson, Fox, whoever, and find yourself looking at a presenter who's looking at the screen like this and saying, uh, hello, uh, this is Fox News or whoever, and uh, we don't know how to tell you this, but... Um, well, Congress have disappeared, <laughs> and so have parliaments. We can't find any of the politicians. They've all flown out of the country to hide somewhere, and yeah. no one's running the country. How else can we say it? It would not surprise me yeah, if they all did a runner together, because at this moment they will be thinking to themselves. They'll be discussing this every day around a table, and they'll be saying to themselves, Jesus, what in the hell are we going to do next? What in the hell are we going to do about that bloody Connolly and, and, and that Whitney Webb? What are we going to do about the two Zillas? What yeah. are we going to do about, about this podcast and that podcast? What, what the hell are we going to do? What are we going to do about all these millions of middle-class professional people who know what's going on? We're getting too near the edge. Damn it. Let's, yep. just run, let's just run away. And it would not surprise me if, because they all know that they're all guilty together, as we've yeah. been saying all, all along. So that may be what we'll see. Let's hope it happens this year. And yeah, then we'll so. run things itself. That'd we'll be a good 2022. Yes. Elon Musk can here's, take him to Mars. Here's the victory in 2022, everybody. So, <laughs> wow. Francis, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. And I just, man, I really can't thank you enough for you taking the time and just uh, such a wonderful conversation, You're man. You're truly so, a dear friend. Really, so really enjoy talking you. with you. Yeah, let's stay in touch and keep us updated on anything you see and we'll do the same, all right? The pleasure's all mine, my friend. All right, Francis. Have thank a wonderful rest of the here. evening. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Francis. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What Bam. a beautiful Ooh. soul. I, yeah. love, I love him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He really has such a, a deep character. And I really, I just love how he words things. It's just kind of yep. a precious way that he speaks that just, uh, yeah. That poetry he was starting to quote there for a minute, the, too. I'm Kipling, like, yeah. I was like, we're going to do an episode where Francis quotes us Francis poetry. poetry. Oh, yes. my goodness. <laughs> so great. So great. Wow, right, everybody. Yeah. Well, that was Francis Richard Connolly again, one of our great adored guests, and we were so happy to have him back. Thank you all for sitting in with us again. It is a Saturday morning here for us at the Truezilla Podcast. I'm not sure when this will go out, but... Uh, Hopefully tomorrow. Okay, so when uh, we see you, we wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good afternoon. Pew, 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 pew. Ding!